This is some long overdue audio from my bike tour in Maine and Vermont. I'm still catching up, and so this is going to be the last one from Maine, and then uh, starting with Vermont in the next show. So I hope you enjoy, and I'm still reachable at criticaltransit.com, and now also vegantravelpodcast.com. So I hope you enjoy, and um, let me know what you think. And I am itching to get back on the road again in uh, May 1st when I finish my current job. All right, so this is my last night of part one of this tour. Um, I had to split it into two parts, and more on that later. Uh, but I am sitting in the tent beside a church on Union Street in the west side of Bangor. Um, the reason for this location is because I have to get a Concord Coach bus at 7 a.m. in the morning, and this is pretty close to that location. Um, so I wanted to be as close as possible to minimize any issues. Um, I was advised by Concord Coach, I was there today, and um, wasn't really ready to go today, but was willing to if needed, but I was advised by them that the best time to try to take my bike will be in the morning, the first bus out, which is 7 a.m., uh, so I'm going to get over there and uh, and hope for the best on that, um, and uh, hopefully at least get to Portland if I can get to Portland and get kicked off, there are at least more options there. Um, but hopefully I'll make it all the way into Boston. And I'm uh, going to be going to Boston, staying with a friend, and splitting up the tour so I can take care of some family business that uh, needs to be attended to next week. Of course, uh, best timing in the world, uh, traveling on Labor Day weekend. Um, but anyway, um, I had an absolutely beautiful experience at um, Acadia National Park. Um, I think the last I spoke to you was um, probably in, oh, maybe was it Bucksport? I don't know. I um, I was went out from Bucksport, that was where I got off Route 1, and then I went down uh, Route 166 and 175 out to uh, Deer Isle, and on the way in Orland, Maine, I uh, slept behind a different church. Um, very friendly. Uh, well, he wasn't friendly at first, but eventually he was friendly. And uh, his neighbor was super friendly and helpful. And actually, I ran, funny, I ran into his neighbor today in Bangor um, at the library. He's like, aren't you the guy that was riding the deer aisle? So that was kind of fun. Um, I took down the address because I was going to send him a postcard at some point. Uh, so I will do that. But... Uh, yeah, it was, and then I made it out to Deer Isle, and when I was in Deer Isle, I uh, looked up Warm Showers hosts uh, to see if anybody, because I, I felt like I could use a shower, and uh, we needed to do some laundry, and so I was hoping that somebody might uh, be able to help me out with some of that, and uh, I had two fantastic hosts, um, a couple, an older couple, um, who does a lot of bike touring, apparently, and just gotten back from a trip to northern Maine, uh, northeastern Maine, uh, in the uh, Eastport and Lubeck area, where they um, told me some things about that. I was thinking about going up there, and uh, so we had great conversation. They were super helpful, and they were like, "Yeah, we get it. Just uh, take all the food and do the laundry and shower." And you know, and like they were just kept telling me, "Yeah, we get it. We we bike tour, so take it. so they were super nice, and um, and that was really helpful, a good refresher. And then the next day, I biked down to. Uh, from Deer, from the the center in Deer, near Deer Isle Village, where they were, um, I biked down to Stonington, which is a little village on the end of Deer Isle, and I got uh, a ferry to Isle of Ho, which is a um, beautiful 
island. Uh, part of it's much of it is part of uh, Acadia National Park, but not a lot of people go there. Um, and I didn't get off the ferry because of, uh, I guess, mostly because the ferry was expensive. Um, because to take my bike on the ferry was an additional eleven dollars each way, and the ferry was expensive to begin with. And so I said, you know what? I said, and they they had a special for. It was $22. You could just, if you could just go out and back and stay on the same boat. Um, so it's an, it's an hour out and an hour back. So, uh, so I did that and it was, that was great. And I left my bike in Stonington and it was fine when I got back. And, um, and I left some stuff at the, this host's house in Deer Isle because I had to pass back through on, on the way back. I was hoping that there would, might be a ferry or some kind of private boat operator that might be willing to take me from Idaho or Stonington over to uh, Mount Desert Island, which is where uh, Bar Harbor is, uh, in the main part of Acadia National Park. But I was told that there were chances of that are one in a million, so I uh, I didn't even bother planning on that. And uh, I went, so I saw that after I saw that I came back. So that was a 15 mile round trip uh, back to Deer Isle Village, and then I started my way uh, up into Blue Hill and. Uh, saw my back on the uh, mainland. I saw the uh, first co-op that I had in, in a long time. Um, I was hoping for a smoothie there, but they they did not do that. So that was a that was a bummer. I was not able to get that. I slept behind the library in Blue Hill, and that was that worked out. I had asked several people. Um, I got in kind of late, and I asked several people at the, at and in the vicinity of the co-op if. Uh, if they knew any place where I could set up my tent, and a couple people told me, oh, there's a campground eight miles away, and a couple people told me, well, I don't know, and then um, one person told me that there was, you know, she was trying to tell me the hotels, and uh, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to ride around, and it was a pretty small town, uh, bigger than the others that I had been to, uh, at least big enough for a uh, for a co-op and a, and a big grocery store, um, so that was nice. Um, but I went over and I found uh, found the spot next to the library, uh, right kind of behind the library. Apologies for the motorcycles in the background. I'm kind of off a fairly busy road, um, which is not the best, but hopefully uh, traffic will die down. Uh, and I have earplugs. Um, so then we, yeah, I was in Blue Hill. I did sleep behind the library, and it worked out. I had only a couple people uh, come, and they were all friendly. And uh, I actually had one car pull up at one point, and the headlights were shining in my tent. And that was happened. It was about five minutes later. I uh, I said, let me, you know, I, I thought for sure they were the there was the cops. And so I just going to tell me to move along. And so I, uh, I got after the five minutes I have that I I got out and I went over there and uh, it was like 9 p.m. and uh, I said and then I saw I was just uh, I was going to ask them just you know I was going to let them know yeah I was just staying for one night it was okay you know it was a Saturday night so the library's not going to be open in the morning and I would be out out at daylight anyway um, but it turned out it was just two teenagers sitting in their car and uh, I was like oh I thought you guys were the cops and they were like oh that's funny. So and they turned off the headlights and uh, in the car, and they sat there for like three hours, but it was fine. Um, and then some people came to return books in the morning, and everyone was really friendly. And then from there, I made my way out into what was it? Into Ellsworth. I think I got to Ellsworth that day. Um, actually, no, I got all the way. I got not only to get to Ellsworth, but then I got all the way to Bar Harbor as well, because the campground I was staying at, the Bar Harbor KOA, was is right over the bridge and on Mount Desert Island. So. Uh, only about 10 miles from Ellsworth. And so that that was good. And then um, here's a car with headlights on my tent. That's not good. All right, that was a false alarm. That was great. Um, 
these two people got out of a pickup truck and uh i i got out of the tent and they were uh and i told them uh they asked if it'd be okay if i stay for one night um you know i was biking through a little exhausted and he got out and he saw my bike laying on the ground and, and he's like oh okay yeah just want to make sure uh, and see what's going on and yeah um and he's like oh you're good here everything okay and so so he was friendly that was great um so that's cool and uh i'll be out here in the morning and that's great. So when I went to, um, where was I? Some <laughs> the story of, oh yeah, I got into Ellsworth, and uh, so on, on Bar Harbor, Mount Desert Island, uh, it was it was beautiful. I biked the Park Loop Road. The national park has these uh, loop has this loop road that just goes around the the island and um, or much of the island, and it, it sees you know it goes up and down and it has great views and a lot of pull off points and. Uh, most of it is one way, um, but it's two lanes, which is really bizarre because there are a few sections where there's like a little bit of parking on in one lane, but um, there's it really should be you know they really is a huge opportunity there to just um, you know take half of that road width and just make a bike lane and jogging lane. There's no sidewalk in most of it too, um, so they could really you know if they did that and advertise that, uh, that would be great. But uh, great views, I had, I had a great time, and I, I had. No problem riding the road. I mean, everybody was driving pretty slow, and they all went around, plenty of room, and I had, I had no issues. And I didn't ride too much of the carriage roads just because they... So these are um, carriage roads, are, I guess, well-known to people who go to the park. Um, they are just bike trails. There's about 45 miles worth of them that are, um, like, kind of gravel, you know, like that stone dust um, kind of stuff, small rocks. Um I found it to be fairly uncomfortable to ride on after days of uh, hilly and uh, really, really rough paved roads. Um, the roads out in uh, the Deer Isle, you know, the peninsula leading out to Deer Isle, which I guess is Blue Hill area, um, really, really rough pavement conditions. And on Mount Desert Island, just pretty rough pavement too. So. Excuse me, why we're here? Yes. Did you want to use the facilities? Uh, I got interrupted again by the uh, congregation president. Um, he was, this is the same guy, um, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, while I'm here, uh, did you want to use facilities? And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. So I did. Um, that was great. And then I ate a couple of bananas that I forgot I had um, so that uh, I don't have any raccoon issues. Um, hopefully I'll be fine with a couple of nectarines in my bag. Uh, maybe I should hang these. I don't know. We'll think about it. Anyway, um, there's, there's a nice garden over here. Um, hopefully they'll just eat what's in the garden. And that'll be fine uh, if they come. But um, yeah, this is the the Hope Lutheran Church, I think, if I can read the sign right. And it is the Giving Garden beside the church. It's a nice little community garden, uh, which is pretty cool. So that's one of the reasons I thought this would be a, a good site. And uh, so far, so good. So I really enjoyed this trip. I had a great time on the... Uh, Mount Desert Island side of Acadia National Park. That's where most of it is and where pretty much everybody goes. Um, aside from the mosquitoes at uh, the Bar Harbor KOA campground, uh, fuck those guys. That site that they gave me was so many mosquitoes, even in the daytime. It was like, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't cook. I would go over by where the laundry was and I would cook over, <laughs> sit over there and I'd cook over there. Because um, that was... And also the screaming children. You know, not a fan of that. Um... But I guess, you know, for $10, the price was right. And then last night, I went over, I took over in the afternoon, I took a ferry over to the Skudik Peninsula, which is east of Mount Desert Island. 
and uh, not a lot of people go out that way. There's, there's two companies running each five ferries a day, and they you know go to Winter Harbor on the Scudic Peninsula, which is the southern half is part of Acadia National Park, um, but it was really quiet. There were very few cars. I did a loop road. Um, only a handful of cars passed. Um, really quiet, beautiful views. Let's go down to Scudic Point. Um, with all these rocks off, you know, these big rocks you can you can walk along on um, on the the waterfront. And just outstanding views. And people, the people who were there were friendly. I talked to some bikers out there. Um, ran into some roadies who did not have uh, spare tools. Uh, so of course, uh, you know, of course, a touring bicyclist, a guy with the loaded bike, he's the one who's got the uh, the tools. So that was fun. And uh, so, I, so I helped them with that, and they gave me some tips, uh, some places to go. And I guess they were only from 25 miles away, so we were chatting. And then I rode a couple of the bike trails over there, the same same carriage roads. But uh, horses are not allowed on these, and uh, everything was pretty much new on Scudic Peninsula because all of that land was recently donated, uh, or most of it, to the National Park Service. So they just built a brand new campground and some brand new bike trails. Uh, Loop Road was wonderfully paved and so I had a great time over there and would have stayed there for days except that um the campground was 30 bucks and you know they didn't give up they didn't have a biker discount although they did have hike in sites where you could I guess park your bike at the end of uh you know at a certain point and and then you know hike in on you know it seemed to be a very moderate hiking trail very easy hiking trail and uh, he said they were anywhere from like 100 yards to a half mile uh, away from the road. So that would have been nice, but uh, I was not really... When I got there, I was planning to just drop my stuff off and then go riding. And uh, I was not really prepared for hiking. So for that extra $8, I got the uh, I got the full the drive-in site. And uh, it was great. No mosquitoes there, or at least very few. And uh, did some cooking. Got kind of made some oatmeal this morning. And uh, and all was well, and I had a great time there. And then this morning, I woke up and did some more riding over there, and then I rode into Goldsboro, which is the nearest town uh, back on the, um, I don't want to say the mainland, because the whole thing is the mainland, I guess, but off of the peninsula on uh, at Route 1, where Route 1 is the, the main road that goes up the coast. And so I got, so in Goldsboro there is uh, West's Bus Service, uh, and they stop, they run all the way down Route 1 from Bangor to Ellsworth and all the way up Route 1 to uh, Perry and Callis, which is like the top of Maine uh, by New Brunswick. And they, so they have, and it's just like a little shuttle bus, like 12 seats. Um, I actually got there, I got to this little gas station, which was the stop. And I, I had called a couple times, I had a hard time calling with them, calling them, and because and, they just weren't answering the phone. And I, this is like a new transit user experience, right? Where I, I'm standing, it's supposed to come at 11.55, and I got there about 11.20. And, uh, yeah, and I go, and then, like, I go into the store, and I go, um, hey, do, do, you, um, do you sell bus tickets or do I have to buy them from the driver? And she's like, oh, you get it from the driver. And she was like, make sure that you, you're out by the road because they, they don't pull in. Uh, so I said, okay, thank you for that. And I turned my head around. I'm still in the store. I turned my head around. This is like 11.22 or something. Turn my head around, and there goes a bus. It's this West bus service on the side of it. Oh, this is great. Uh, this thing's supposed to run once a day. I am fucked now. But uh, as it turns out, um, so I called, 
and it turns out they actually answered the phone. And she was like, oh, no, that was probably just, like, another shuttle. Like, he's not supposed to be there for another 20 minutes. Like, okay. And I guess she did call. He said later that she did call. And uh, so I just stood there for the next 20 minutes. And uh, eventually a bus came by, you know, a few minutes early. And I, uh, you know, held my hand out. He pulled in. And um, and I saw that it was a, it was a little small shuttle bus. And I, I was... I figured that if it wasn't a coach bus, it must must have a bike rack on the front because it said uh, it says everywhere you know on the website extra seven dollars for a bike. And when I called, I asked about the bike. She said, "Oh yeah, it's no problem. Just you know, just make sure it's the extra seven dollars." So, so the bus pulls up. Can know? So I'm like, "What do I do with the bike?" <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, the, bu- the bike goes in the back." So I opened the. So I guess the it's the back door. Um, it's like a school bus has like a, a door in the back. Um, so I just opened that and lifted the bike in, and it kind of sat in that back storage area where people had luggage and stuff. And uh, it was an interesting, uh, it was interesting. Um, put all my stuff in the back. It worked out fine, and uh, you know, away we went. And uh, I would have loved to stop off in Ellsworth one more time, but uh, it was this bus was only once a day, and so uh, I didn't want to get up early enough to ride all the way to Ellsworth. So I decided just take the bus straight into Bangor. And, uh, aside from going through a couple of little towns, I mean, the, the ride to Bangor was pretty uneventful, and I'm glad I did it, because riding back into Ellsworth and then from Ellsworth on into Bangor is like, it was, there was pretty much nothing, and it was probably 40, 50 miles of nothing, so I certainly wouldn't have gotten here today, well, maybe, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's questionable whether I could have made it today, um, probably couldn't have made it today, um, so yeah, I'm glad I did that. And uh, then I did, I got to see some of the city and, um, you know, riding around downtown mostly, um, very hilly. I got dropped off at the Concord Coach Terminal and uh, that was the last stop. And I, he asked, uh, the driver said, oh, is this the Coach Terminal? And uh, everybody else got off and I said, there were only four people on the bus total. One person got off in Ellsworth. So pretty, uh, yeah, pretty uh, lightly used service. Um, and so, yeah, so... Apparently the bus does not go downtown. I said anywhere downtown would be fine. Bus doesn't go downtown, so uh, which I think is a shortcoming. Um, they should these towns should be linked downtown. Um, there really is, you know, that's where the activity centers are, and you know, Concord Coach should stop downtown too. Uh, that's that's not a good. Uh, it's not good that they, you have to go all the way out to the terminal. And yes, you can take a local bus to it, but it's a serious disincentive and a barrier to ridership, and you know, it just generally makes things difficult. Um, but the stop was pretty close to a, to a Hannaford grocery store, so I went in there, stocked up, and then uh, I uh, went downtown and got a, a massive, massive burrito. And that was, uh, I splurged. Um, and I was chatting with some people downtown and checked out the bus depot. Very sad, sad. Kind of in the front of the front of a parking garage. No, uh, you know, there's a little sheltered indoor waiting area, but um, no customer service or anything. You know, it's just just really uh, shows you how uh, the position of bus passengers in, in society in a place like this, I guess. Um, but downtown was nice. I enjoyed it, and I was hanging out at the library and ran into that guy that, uh, who, who was a neighbor of the guy who hosted me in, uh, in uh, Orland, Maine. And, uh, yeah, and he was, he was friendly, and everybody was nice. A bunch of people wanted to talk about the bike. So I am mentally ready to be done. Um, I kind of went back and forth about this for a while. I have some family BS to be attended to, um, and so I will do that the next week. And I am uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to 
couple days in Boston and then getting down to New York. Well, I don't know if I'm looking forward to New York, really. Um, or Boston. I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings because it's been nice getting away from the city. And it's just been, you know, this riding has been very quiet, very scenic. Um, I'm not sure that I'm really ready to go back into the big city and just be thrust in, you know, with the traffic and the noise and everything else. I don't know. But I will get the bus tomorrow at 7 a.m. And I will stay with a friend for a couple nights in Boston and then head down to New York. Uh, I'm not sure exactly all the logistics because I have to, after, I'm thinking that I'll go finish my tour after that, that I'll go and get the Vermonter train in New York, um, where I'm going to be near, and take that up to Montpelier, Rutland, Burlington, somewhere around there, put together a few days to maybe a week ride, and then get Amtrak west uh, to the mountains or west coast where I had been planning to go. But I'm not sure if I'm going to take the Brompton folding bike or if I'm going to take this bike that I've currently been using. The original plan was to sell this bike when I finished the tour. So um, I'm not sure on that. So that's going to be determined and more information on that. But I hope uh, this information was of interest to you. And please uh, hit me up. Feedback at criticaltransit.info. No, feedback at criticaltransit.com is the email address. And on criticaltransit.com, you can message me there. I know a couple people have done that recently, and I haven't had a chance to get back. So uh, I am seeing it, and I will get back if you, if you choose to do that. So please please do. Uh, I want to hear from you, and I'm interested in what you're doing. Have you done bike tours or transit tours or anything else? Uh, certainly uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Oh, and uh, about transit, I um, had the opportunity to take the Island Explorer, which is a free bus system on... Uh, in Acadia, in um, what is it, Mount Desert Island, and they do have a route, a loop route on the Scudic Peninsula as well. And uh, they, it's the same people that run the Down East transportation bus routes that go into El, in and out of Ellsworth and a couple of other places. There's actually a route that goes to Blue Hill and Stonington, which I found out uh, later on. Which I, who knows? Maybe I would have used it. Uh, it's hard to say, uh, but. There's a, there's a couple others as well, and they run on Mondays and Fridays. They run a route from Bar Harbor to uh, Bangor. Yes, Bar Harbor to Ellsworth to Bangor, right. Um, there's a route that goes every day, several times a day, from uh, Ellsworth to Bar Harbor. But getting from Bar Harbor to Bangor is actually really difficult because there is a shuttle uh, that costs $45. It's like a private you know, van, big van service. Uh, they probably don't take bikes. And so that's, you know, $45 is prohibitively expensive, uh, especially if you have more than one person. And then there is, yeah, so there's the West Bus that goes from Bangor to Ellsworth and then up Route 1. It doesn't go out to Bar Harbor. It's still another 10 miles there. And so this this service that runs Mondays and Fridays only, I, I guess maybe they picked Mondays and Fridays to try to be, you know, to try to serve... The people who are, you know, working for the weekends, or the people who are visiting for the weekends—I'm I'm a little unclear on how that, uh, or if that's just kind of random. Um, and then there's a Bar Harbor circulator route that runs on Tuesdays, but Bar Harbor pretty much you can walk. Um, it was definitely helpful having the bike, but uh, you can certainly walk around Bar Harbor with with no issue really. And uh, so that's—I didn't get to ride any of the Down East transportation services, but I did ride a few of the Island Explorer routes. 
and they're pretty well used. And they're, in fact, there's one that went from my campground. It's like the campground's route, and it goes. It went from my campground and then beyond, all the way down to Bar Harbor, and about forty-five. Over the course of about forty-five minutes, it stopped at probably a half a dozen campgrounds, and it, you know, pulled in each one. So it was you know a little annoying. It's like, come on, guys, could you not walk to the road here? Um, <laughs> but um, but then there's other one, other ones too. There's one that does a loop road in the park, and there's a couple that go in to the park, and uh, one that's like a circulator downtown. And so there's a couple, you know, a couple others, and then they have the one on Scooter Peninsula, which does the Loop Road, which just does a big loop. Um, so actually, if you wanted to see, if you wanted to see Scooter Peninsula but didn't have a bike, it's totally feasible because you can just get, you can take the ferry out there. Um, you know, once you get to Bar Harbor, you can take the ferry out there, and then you can get the bus, and the bus will even not only take you all around the island to everywhere you need to go, but it also stops at the campground. So you can you can camp there and get there by bus. So pretty uh, pretty good stuff there, and um, so I was impressed with that operation. Although they certainly had a few things to be desired, they uh, had a shortage of drivers, and so they switched from the summer to fall schedule two days early, which means less service. And so that was confusing because a lot of people didn't know that, and you know it was it was, and the way they chose to inform people of that was by um, Marky Munya from Transit Matters would would be uh, raging at this. Um, he they chose to inform people by taping uh, eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, letter sized piece of paper, on the behind the driver's seat um, with just a bunch of text, like three paragraphs of text. And if you read the text, the text said. Um, we, you know, it's like, it was like a press release. <laughs> it was like, you know, because of a shortage of drivers, we'll be transitioning to the fall schedule two days early, and we apologize. But it was like in like 12-point text. And it's like, if you didn't, you know, I, I happen to see that because I, I read these things, but it's, you know, and a lot of people didn't, and some people did, and some people were telling other people, and the drivers weren't letting people know. <laughs> so it was kind of, a, kind of a mess. But apparently they hired a lot of school bus drivers, and now they're all going back to work, and... They lost 20 drivers. Um, I went to talk to them about driving for them um, because I, I'm a licensed bus driver as well. Um, but I decided it was not to be. So I'm going to continue on my, my mission. And uh, anyway, so yeah, a good good service, but leaves a, quite a bit to be desired uh, in terms of public transit. And then the West bus was interesting because it goes, it just makes one run, here, uh, from leaves Calais at 9.30 in the morning. And gets to Bangor at one ten at the Concord Coach Terminal, and then leaves to go back at like three, I think, and you know, same about four, about same three and a half four hours back. Um, it's a long ride. It's a lot of driving. I mean, if you think there's very very little stopping, right? So it's just, and it's just you know Route One. So you go through the towns, and then you're just, you know, fifty five miles an hour for for miles and miles. Um, so I was glad to not be riding that because uh, I would have stopped in the towns of Hancock and Sullivan and Ellsworth. But uh, in the end, you know, it would have been a very long and, and boring ride. So I'm glad I uh, took that service. And uh, I am, uh, for better or worse, I'm going to be back in Boston tomorrow. So we'll uh, we'll see. I might be able to stop in Portland, and if I can, I'll give you an update from there. But uh, if not, you will hear from me on my next tour, I think. Um, yeah, and the next piece of the tour, which should be in a couple of weeks. I will talk to you then.
So I did arrive back in Boston the following day, and on to New York, and I did a whole bunch of family stuff, which I kind of regret, um, but that's beside the point. I eventually resumed the tour about two weeks later, um, something like that, in Vermont. I took the bus to, I believe, oh, it's all, it's all fading for me now, it's been so long, um, I'm recording this in February, um, and the tour was September. I uh, believe I took the bus to Hanover, Vermont, and I rode to, uh, no, Hanover, New Hampshire, and and next to Lebanon, New Hampshire, and I, or one of those two, and then I rode, or I took the bus to Rutland, Vermont, yeah, that's what happened, and then I started there. Uh, that'll be coming out soon, as soon as I can edit and upload it. And I finally have a day off here, so I'm uh, I'm catching up on old podcasts. So look for that soon, or listen for that soon. <laughs>